0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S Y L V A N 29.com.
1: Michael Kissed. You caught me not listening again. Benjamin Solak.
2: You never listen.
1: It's the Kist and Solak show. Presented by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. You are flying high on the Kist and Solak show. This is episode 160, brought to you by the 5-Volk at SB Nation. Bleeding Green Nation, Michael Kist, here with Benjamin Solak, Mr. Nine-Year-Streak-Without-A-Bad-Day. Follow him on Twitter, at Benjamin Solak. That's S-O-L-A-K. Ben Clutch Carson does it for the second week in a row. What a crazy frustrating exhilarating game i knew it in the middle of the game you're so frustrated they're down at half i just knew this team was going to bring me back in it in the most <laughs> weirdest ways ben how you doing brother
2: elevate good times <laughs> Come. elevation listen listen
1: yeah I'm listening. I,
2: there's one thing that matters which is that we did not have to endure, okay, what's today's day? It's the 15th? Yeah. To, when does the season usually start? Like September, we call it September 1st? Yeah. 261 days. We did not have to endure 261 days of talking about Carson Wentz fumbling the football in the fourth quarter against the Redskins. Because <laughs> everyone will conveniently forget about that. Not for nothing.
1: Because winning cures everything. Like Wentz was great in flashes. He was abysmal in others. That fumble at the end there was, was terrible. And I understand there was nothing open and he moves and he just totally loses where the defenders might be. He separates the ball from his, from his other hand. Bad in, bad in certain places. And then just it, he comes through in the end. And like we say, winning cures all when it comes to what you talk about and what you don't.
2: All right. Which, which in the Seattle game, we had Carson with bad pocket presence and bad accuracy. And the world was ending. And we sat here and said, you know, you and I, accuracy with new receivers, don't really care. We know Carson can throw short breaking routes. We've seen him do it a bajillion times. Hmm. What's more concerning is the pocket presence. Yep. Fast forward four weeks, the Eagles are seven and seven. They have they're fight they're playing for the division next week. Carson Wentz was really accurate for the entire game. He was a little short on a Greg Ward, you know, quick flat route, which I will somehow sleep at night on. He was high on the Zacherts comeback on third down, which also is not a great throw. Uh, but generally, everybody's very impressed with how Carson played. Meanwhile, the pocket presence is still debilitatingly a, a huge issue. Yeah. Only reason Carson needs a touchdown to win it is because Carson gave the Redskins three points, which very easily could have been seven points without the defense was playing. Uh, uh, right?
1: So... Issues definitely still there. I like, feel
2: like, like they, I mean, like, I'm flatlined while, like, there's just, like, massive, like, cardiac, you know, like, yeah. like sinusoidal waves. Carson played, to me, decently better than he has in recent weeks. But the same issues that are there are there. Now, what I will say is that Miles Sanders throw, that mm. Miles Sanders touchdown, boy, <laughs> this the, that play is why you survive with and swallow the bad sacks. Yep. And like the fumbles, not so much like ball security can definitely be better. You should not be holding the ball with one hand, two-handed monster. John Gruden talked about this in Carson Wentz's QB camp way back in 2016. How Carson always holds the ball in one hand in the pocket. It's a really bad habit. You can go back and watch it, whatever. But you survive with the stupid sacks for plays like the Miles Sanders touchdown. Yeah. Because Mahomes, Wilson, Watson, Murray, (laughs) somewhere between two and four other quarterbacks in the league. Making that play. Rogers, somewhere between three and five. Somewhere yeah. between three and five quarterbacks making that play. That's a special football play on uh, a huge moment to a running back who is played wide receiver for most of the game. Oh man. I mean that that's that's the special stuff that you survive some of the knucklehead stuff for. So that's yeah. exciting.
1: I, I think you can kind of describe this game for once as scatter shot with some high points, some low right. points.
2: Commentator, I don't know who it was. They were I As always, I I really did not like who the commentator was, as per usual. But uh, the commentator appropriately said, like, games come down to seven to ten plays that you make in clutch time. Games come down to who wins the last ten minutes. And that was things like Carson had some good and some bad. Most of the the good came in the last ten minutes of the the second, second half. Yeah. And that's what ended up mattering.
1: If you're strictly box score scouting, Carson Wentz, 30 for 43, 266 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. But, of course, fumbles don't typically come into the box right. score when you put it up like that. So, it's definitely so part of the So, 43
2: yards and – or 43 attempts and uh, 266 yards. Yeah. His end of year yards per attempt is going to be awful. It's oh, gonna it's going like to be terrible. Six. It's going to be like six. And, and for we're going to have to – we're going to – and right, for very reasonable – Yeah. It makes sense as to why, um, but we're gonna have to have a whole conversation about it. Oh man!
1: But man, when the, when this game and, and and this is part of my frustration with this game with this team just throughout the game, not not including that the last drive by the Eagles there, which was just I mean Carson was unconscious for that drive, just purely unconscious. He he made some fantastic plays. Guys made plays for him. The Goddard one handed catch, and then the floater to Greg yeah. Ward that. That Ward was able to bring in those were beauties, right?
2: The best play J.J. ortega Whiteside made this game was not hitting Goddard a little bit harder. Yeah. Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, on that what, scissors. What,
2: what's what's wrong with this dude? Yeah, I mean, like I and like here's the thing.
1: Do you put I that up? Like, do you put that on J. because that's a scissors concept? You're going post corner. Like I, I don't know what the depth I was. I
2: absolutely up. put it on J. Jow because okay. you need to like the. Why has he not been able to get on the field, right? Hmm. Well, we're now seeing consecutive issues where he has trouble with route spacing. And if you have trouble with route spacing, getting into the concept and not ruining other receivers while you're there, (laughs) then no wonder they don't want to put him on the field. You know what I mean? And this is the thing is, and like, so all that's there. I think that one of your most concerning things with J.J. right now is he just does not, he's having trouble getting into the concepts and being in the correct place. I mean, that third and goal incompletion early in the game. I'm not sure if he was supposed to cross face or if he was supposed to read it, like option to drive an option to sit at the back, whatever it was, but like he and Carson were not on the same page. We see him keep leaning these these slants, these in-cutting routes up the field and, and not boxing out and winning in, in in these contested situations, which is where he's supposed to win. So like that's the thing that's most concerning to me is like him like regressing as like understanding the spacing in a West Coast offense, whatever. It's the fact that like that at which he was supposed to fall back on that at which even like people who thought he wasn't a good prospect said, right, he is good at contested catch he's he, he's regressed tremendously so i don't know now if it's a confidence thing it's in he's in his own head or whatever but yeah i mean he does not look like he's going to be the solution to the long-standing wide receiver problem that the eagles still need to answer over the course of the next couple weeks
1: yeah and it's not just him he wasn't the only problem in this game and the eagles for a lot of this game both offensively and defensively they just stunk from an execution standpoint and it's not one guy you could draw a name out of a hat every few plays That'll be the guy that mucks up that play. You don't have to wait long at all before some type of mistake happens on offense or defense, whether that's a coaching or or a misidentification of of talent or whatever. I don't – it's on the coaching staff. They play down to their competition. There aren't good enough reasons that this team struggles so badly in just doing their job from a play-to-play basis – Regardless of the competition, which is why they play down on a weekly basis, they're, they're, there are bad teams that they're struggling against. But why? They're, they're just inconsistent. It's just, it's that's how do you fix it? And I, I don't think those answers exist in 2019. Good players don't overcome bad coaching. If you think it's bad coaching, then that's your answer right there. If you think it's bad talent, then you're looking at Howie Roseman. I'm not 100% sure because it happens so much on both sides of the ball. Like we don't know who's good on this team or who isn't good from a talent perspective because of that. And God forbid, man. God forbid they hold the lead. God forbid they play complimentary <laughs> football for just a small stretch in this game. You knew when they went up 17 to 14 that Washington was going to score. And they got marched on immediately. 10 plays, 75 yards, six minutes. They go up 24 to 21. Special teams farts themselves. Defense gives up a field goal. Like the, the, the very next drive, went on third and two. Nobody opened from what I saw. This is the fumble that we're talking about where he escapes the pressure, doesn't feel the pressure coming from behind him. Sack, fumble, loss. And at the end, they get right. They do it two weeks in a row. They pull you right back in. I just have a hard time believing and as we're recording, we're watching this, the opening to the Dallas and the Los Angeles Rams game, which could have huge importance now if Dallas can't put it together because there is a scenario that exists out there where the Eagles don't beat Dallas and still somehow win the division, right?
2: So in order for them to lose to Dallas and still win the division, the Cowboys need to lose to the Rams. Mm-hmm. Eagles 7-7, seven and seven, Cowboys 6-8. and
1: eight.
2: Mm-hmm. Cowboys beat the Eagles, Eagles 7-8. and eight. Cowboys seven and eight. Then the Eagles beat the Giants. Cowboys lose to the Redskins. Eagles eight and eight. Cowboys seven and nine. Eagles win the division. Crazy. There is no (laughs) tiebreaker left that the Eagles can win over the Redskins or over the Cowboys. Excuse me. Um, they have to get a game up on them by beating them in week sixteen. Right. Then obviously week seventeen against the Giants. Winning, you're in. You expect to win that football game, though. Obviously, as we saw on Monday night. Maybe expecting to beat the Giants is too much. But honestly, like after beating the the Giants, beating the Redskins, beating the Cowboys, if the Eagles drop the Week 17 game to the Giants, I mean, I don't even know what words we will put on the internet about that.
1: Yeah, Uh, and it's not out of the question based on what we saw last week or this week. It's really not. It's a team that's playing well, yeah. one score games, and I know this wasn't a one score game. Shout out to the to Jim uh, Sports for blitzing the hail mary, coming up with the turnover Dude, and covering.
2: What <laughs> a! Firstly, Jim Sports blitzing the hail mary because, of course, I had to panic through that. Yeah. Secondly,
1: but that's the right call.
2: I mean, yes, but also,
1: I it's still hate
2: eight. watching it.
1: Right, that's true.
2: And then the unbelievable cover. I didn't yeah. bet this game, and thank God I didn't because I would have died through the whole thing.
1: I Just with this defense, though, overall, maybe we can talk about this. Dwayne Haskins was a quarterback with an adjusted net yards per attempt of 2.86, nearly two yards less than everybody else in the NFL. Every other sustained starter guy that has played more than 20% of the snaps. 2.86. He was out there balling, dude. Like, his... <laughs> There's no right. way this stat line should exist. Nineteen for twenty-eight, two sixty-one, two touchdowns, zero interceptions,
2: took zero sacks.
1: But then zero sacks, no back. pressure on him.
2: I think his time to throw was point three.
1: Very quick, very. I quick. mean,
2: again, like I and mean, like even like on the deep shots, right? Yep. Like the Terry McLaurin touchdown was play action, three step shoot. The Steven Sims drop near the goal line was was that was stab concept, three step drop, shoot. Um, they were they he wasn't staying in the pocket at all no no reason to you know uh the other thing that sticks out is 23 carries 101 yards for the the entirety of the washington team eagles gave up 4.4 yards per carry which (laughs) is below the three yards per carry that they need in order to win so it's shocking (laughs) that they won um right but but uh uh part of the reason why you gave up so many points i think now why was that the case? Were they dropping extra guys into the concept? I don't think so. Maybe they're just getting beat around a little bit up front, which I mean, Washington had some backups in. So that's obviously not the best news if you were. Um, but that's something to look for and to understand. It seemed like Duke Riley was playing uh, a significant number of snaps with Camus down. I don't know if that had a big impact on things. Obviously, no Derek Barnett. The Eagles, multiple speed options got Philadelphia. And this is now officially a thing. I'm comfortable calling this a thing. Oh, yeah. The Eagles ends are so aggressive closing downhill that you can now officially say that this is something that teams are going to continue to do i mean dallas was the one who popularized it starting last year so now i mean this is on film enough that the eagles should expect every team to throw option out them and like oh if they don't have an athletic quarterback brother dwayne haskins was ran multiple speed options yeah Haskins is a 5-something 40. He He's is a been, slow football player.
1: You think, Dak's, you think the Dak and the Cowboys, Kellen Moore and all them are going to see that on film and not do that? Like, that's right. going to be a big part of their game well, plan. I think, like the- I
2: said, Cowboys popularized The Cowboys started it. Yep. So absolutely the Cowboys are going to be doing this. Yeah. You need to be able to coach some sort of scrape exchange on the outside with your safeties because yes. they're not linebackers. You're putting safeties out there. They got to know because if you're going to let your defensive ends crash that hard, and I'm here to tell you they're going to let the defensive ends crash that hard hmm. in in, uh, in 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 Jim Schwartz's defense. You got to be able to respond to this because it's a free first down.
1: And when you say scrape exchange, so you still have that defensive end come down, crash down, which gives the quarterback, you know, a keep look. And then he's going to come outside. He needs someone to come outside, loop outside of that defensive end to take that quarterback to give them the keep look and then also be responsible for the quarterback as well. So that's something Man. they definitely have to get going With that defense, because Washington teased the option early on in one of their first two drives, and they saw that something was there. They liked it. They ran it. They had success with it. Uh, Ben, before we get uh, too far in the weeds, I've been somewhat critical of Miles Sanders throughout the season. You could definitely say that. I want to say, man, number one, 19 carries, 122 yards, and a touchdown. Extremely productive day. Good day at the office. Six catches, 50 yards and a touchdown so you're talking 172 total yards on the day from the from the beginning i thought he showed tremendous patience and and one note i wanted to make on him we talk about his vision and his ability to make people miss and that being an area that has slowly come on for him lately. But I think one area where he's gotten a lot better at that was terrible for him in the beginning of the season was his finishing. I think he's finishing his runs a lot better, too. So you're starting to see improvements in multiple areas. He looked awesome, awesome in this game. This is probably the best that I've seen him. What would you think, Ben?
2: I think he still had some issues. I think he still had some runs that died that didn't need to die. Oh, I think he, ain't he's he ain't perfect. Yeah, he ain't perfect, but there was a lot His vision there. Is, is, remains inconsistent. That being said, certainly uh i'll yeah. play uh, like you know the buffalo game where he ripped off the big touchdown a explosive run and on that run i believe is when he passed LaShawn mccoy for most rushing yards for a rookie in eagles history um obviously with a couple games still left to go he's pushing 800 i want to say he's getting there no he's at 590 he's at 565 okay Ooh. i'm an idiot he's not nearly as high as a lot he was oh no with the 122 because they yeah. probably haven't added that yet then yeah he's at
1: He's close. 700. To seven
2: hundred. He's gonna push eight hundred. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> so no, that's a big deal. The what stands out to me is he in Boston. Scott thirteen targets, thirteen catches, eighty nine total yards, and then including the Miles Sanders touchdown. Meanwhile, Greg Ward uh, mostly on the last drive, nine targets, seven receptions, sixty one yards. JJ Arthiga Whiteside two targets, no receptions, nothing. I don't think I can express well enough how difficult what Doug Peterson has done over the past couple of weeks is. The offense that they get throwing the football, yes, they average six point two yards per attempt. The offense they get throwing the football with essentially no wide receivers. In this game, they had one wide receiver. Last week, they had no wide receivers. Is shocking. It's on and like remember like whole like oh like Josh Perkins is like a tight end wide receiver. No targets, no catches for Josh Perkins. We were like, oh, this might be Josh Perkins' game. It wasn't. (laughs) This is simply, I have two really good tight ends. I have two effective pass catching backs. That's it. I have nothing else on the wide receiver position up until the last drive, which we're going to get there in a second. Yeah. And I'm still going to be able to consistently convert on third down. I'm still going to be able to, to, to move the ball steadily enough through the air that I can string together long drives. This is I, like, I, I hesitate to put a hard number on it. Cause I don't want to, to, to exaggerate. I don't want to misspeak, but I would venture to say that when you walk into a game with JJ, I think a white side, Greg Ward, Robert Davis as your starting wide receivers at least 50% of your week one playbook is out the window. Do you understand how hard it is to still be, have variance and still be confusing and to not tip your hand? I mean, the Eagles certainly have had a slightly more predictable offense this year as injuries have come through. You can kind of get a feel for, all right, when they have the back and the tight end to this side, then they're going to run this. And when Zach Ertz is isolated backside, they're going to take him, or whatever. But to retain enough variance that defenses can't key in on everything you're doing, to continue to find creative ways to get pass catchers down the field successfully. I mean, it's, so uh, the the player, uh, the person I'm most accept, uh, uh, impressed with by far is Doug Peterson, mm-hmm. and, and 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 you know as we always say on this podcast, we don't know exactly what Mike Gro does, but when the offense plays well, you have to throw at least a bone to Mike Gro and say, listen, somebody's doing something right, and Mike Rowe's is the offensive coordinator. There's a decent chance he's involved. <laughs> you know, again, don't know what Mike Gro does, don't know how much credit I I, I can really give to him. Peterson, we know, is the chief architect of the offense, and they, I mean, critical, critical development, creativity, ingenuity. I mean, they are at the bottom of the barrel, and they're putting up 31 points on offense.
1: Yeah, I really want to see the film of this game. I think it's going to be fascinating, because, I mean, we we liked their plan last right. week, even though it wasn't clicking right away. They were able to find explosive plays. They made the in-game adjustments they needed to make, and again, I mean, th- this, is, this is a high-scoring game against a defense that wasn't playing all that badly recently for the Eagles. So the offense held up their end of the bargain. I think the defense was definitely the most disappointing thing and the most frustrating thing throughout the game. Because anytime the Eagles got up, the defense just crapped themselves. And we can talk about that. But one thing I want to talk about before we get a break, Ben, are you seeing this, this business about Dak Prescott messing up the coin toss and giving the Rams the ball, not only in the first half, but also the second half as well, because of the way he answered the question to the ref.
2: What? <laughs> Cowboys can't even manage coin flip. Okay, Katie Drummond.
1: That's a huge Cowboys possession. Cowboys won the
2: coin flip, but when asked what they wanted to do, Dash Press said they wanted to kick. Yeah. The proper protocol would be to say they defer the choice <laughs> until the second half. Yep. Because of the snafu, according to the interpretation by the broadcast team that includes former head referee Mike Pereira, the Rams have the option to receive the ball or kick off to start the third quarter. <laughs> of course, they're going to receive the ball and they'll be able to start with both halves. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Firstly, that rule is hilarious. Right. All right? That like no refs and, and players can't have a conversation. They have to follow these very strict computer rules. Input exactly this word. We will defer. And then that way you you get what you want. But also, that's hilarious.
1: That's amazing. So that that could be huge in this game. Obviously, again, we're recording as the game is going on. But I just saw that on the timeline, and I had to speak on it because that could be a massive thing, gifting the Rams a free possession. Goodness. I love it. I love it. We're going to talk more about this Eagles win over Washington when we come back here on the and Solak Show.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent... And get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
1: And we are back here on the Kissed and Solak Show episode 160. The show guaranteed to never mess up a coin toss. Michael Kissed here with Benjamin Solak, Bleeding Green Nation, SB Nation, bringing it all to you. Ben, what did you see from from the defense? Because I saw I saw some bust. I saw some communication issues. I saw some poor tackling. There's just a lot, man. I understand that Washington had a good plan coming into it with what they were doing with Haskins. They didn't ask a whole lot from him, a lot of quick passes and so on and so forth. But the Eagles just can't seem to get right. For an extended period of time on defense. What happened to the defense that was that was holding the Seahawks? That was I mean, that was kind of lucky too, that was holding the Patriots, that was holding offenses like, you know, even subpar offenses that I would put in line with this team, like Miami, <laughs> like the Bills, like they seem to struggle for the weirdest reasons. And it's and it's hard to contextualize why. I, and I'm gonna give you a shot at doing it, because I just it's hard for me to explain, there.
2: Oh wow, thank you. Um, I really appreciate that I'm the one in charge of this.
1: <laughs> I mean, you could say you don't know either. You can, you can well, say, right? I, well, yeah.
2: let's let's start with the Terry McLaurin touchdown because, mm. and this this may be this I may say this, and this may sound crazy to our regular listeners. So strap in. The Eagles wanted to bring pressure, and so they played man coverage across the board. Mm. In that they wanted to bring pressure, they initially had players up at the line of the line of scrimmage who were threatening to come. But those players were not actually going to come. Different players were. <laughs> and accordingly, Avante Maddox, who is a slot cornerback, right, he bailed to the deep middle of the field to play deep safety.
1: Because of the motion, right? They're yeah. rock and roll in the safety because of the motion. Right. That's typically how they respond.
2: Meanwhile, Washington is in a pretty clear play-action pass situation. Uh, they got a fullback in the backfield. They have two wide receivers off to the nub side. This is, again, quite frequent for them. They throw it in uh, Jalen Mills on Terry McLaurin, which uh, Ronald Darby on Terry McLaurin and man coverage didn't work. And Rasul Douglas and Terry McLaurin and man coverage didn't work in week one. So Jalen Mills man coverage on, on Terry McLaurin. This will work in week two. So we try that. And how do I say this? It doesn't work. And Jalen Mills doesn't cover Terry McLaurin. And Vontae Maddox misses the tackle. And then Terry McLaurin runs a 4-3-5. And he's in wide open space with nobody up there to get him. Hmm. The Eagles continue to try to do this and it just simply has not gone well ever this is the not the exact same look but the exact same theory the exact same concept that gave up the uh julio jones touchdown at the end of the game against atlanta to gave up the secondary slate touchdown at the end of the first half against the giants they try to blitz and play man coverage behind and do not have the personnel to do so and then next week they do the exact same thing <laughs> right and like on that third and 12, I'm, I'm going to go into the play-by-play now to make sure I know what I'm talking about. It was third and 12 for the Redskins, 809 in the fourth. Uh, incomplete slant route to Steven Sims. The Redskins end up kicking a field goal to go ahead by... Or to tie the game at, at 24-24. Third and 12, fringe field goal range. Yeah. Is Jim Schwartz going to blitz and play cover one behind but, it? Or absolutely. cover zero behind it? And he did. After, get, after getting burned on it last week, he did again. Which, like, I respect... The chutzpah. All I do. I do. I really do. Like, you got to coach through it. You know what I mean? Like, your your corners are not playing well. So coach through it and just continue to call the same stuff as if they were playing well. That's like...
1: Coaches are maniacs. This is like on the sideline going, run it again. F it. (laughs) That's
0: that's the thing.
2: It's objectively stupid. (laughs) But I respect it. This team, anytime the opponent drops back to pass is in danger of giving up seven, (laughs) which like like, that's where we are. Okay. What I will say, what, what to me is aberrative about this game is that a Redskins rushing attack that has not been that great recently had an impactful day. Peterson 16 for 66. They had that one drive when it was 17, 14 that they brought all the way back uh exclusively running the football that was a really impressive drive uh and that had a uh uh, that was a drive of multiple runs i believe they ran the ball seven times for that drive just kind of control they had the big run from haskins on that drive as well that's irregular for the eagles and i don't anticipate that being a weekly thing i don't think the run defense is suddenly going to get worse but mike what do (laughs) i say like finish this sentence for me if a team is willing to throw the ball on the eagles they're going to score 30 30 i mean that's what i like on this yeah. i have said that like four different times. the Eagles are willing to throw the ball and think they're going to score 30. Redskins scored 27. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it might be their biggest offensive output of the season, if memory serves. It's, yeah. it's, it's one of their top two.
1: And and when the Eagles have, uh, even when they get opportunities in the passing game to create turnovers, they have butts for hands. Ronald Darby dropped one. Jenkins tipped one. I get it. But like that interception was there waiting in the wings. So that was more bad luck. But they can't create turnovers. They just, they, they just they're allergic to it. And that just makes everything worse overall. I mean they created a turnover on the Hail Mary, but that right, was such which, like
2: yippee-ki-yay, you know, with right. two seconds left. Great deal. <laughs> right. So like what like let's let's put this in the context of like, you know, the playoffs. In the event the so first the Eagles have the Cowboys coming up, and that in and of itself matters a great deal. But then yeah. it, like in the event the Eagles continue, the offense put up thirty one points in this game. They put up twenty three points across five quarters in the, the Giants game you're going to need 24 plus point efforts from this offense from every game here on out. The defense is not holding opponents to less than 24 points. Not going to happen. You're not going to like, like, again, you know, zero points in the second half from Eli Manning. Why? Because you could just sit in zone and be okay. It does not happen. I said like, oh, you know, you might be able to, you, this could be a game where you're able to do it. It wasn't Haskins had a good ball game, best ball game he's played. You're going to give up 24 plus you're going to give up 30 burgers you're going to give up even more to the best offenses in the playoffs you're probably going to give up at least 30 to dallas there's nothing that can be done about that now that ship has to me completely sailed you need significantly better personnel at linebacker and at corner and probably at safety in order to start being like a dominant defense and you probably need to do defensive coordinator as well if we're being honest
1: yeah
2: so that ship has sailed right like what's now interesting is what the Eagles can do in terms of time of possession, what the Eagles can do in terms of running the football. And Carson Wentz limiting his mistakes and not giving the opponent short fields. That's how they're going to be the formula for winning games. So I mean, like Dallas Eagles take the over because if the Eagles are going to come out and play, and I expect that they will, it'll be on the offensive side of the ball. Defense is it they do not have the personnel or the schematic ingenuity to deal with the personnel of playing an Amari Cooper, Randall Cobb, Michael Gallup, Dak Prescott passing game won't happen.
1: Man, it's going to be interesting against Dallas, and of course, eyes very, very peeled for this Dallas game. I, it, there's more clarity on the on the uh, on the Dak thing too that I wanted to touch <laughs> on before we get to three words. They asked them twice. They asked the man twice. And You he said gotta, it again. You just got to say all you have to say is defer. And oh, apparently, sweetie. the Cowboys were really interested in making sure that they weren't going into the sun in the fourth quarter because you know how the Dallas Stadium. Is constructed
2: right it catches the sun yeah
1: yeah there's 430 games the sun comes right into your eyes it's actually a really distinct advantage to not be going in to the sun in the fourth quarter so Dallas kind of tries to play its own advantage and, and they know that you don't want to be going that way and they end up giving up a free possession and it's 0-0 as it stands now Uh Dak just got sacked or whatever anyway Ben, do you want to go to three words or do you want to uh, touch on some other things? Because I, I think there are some actually really good three words on here that we can kind of expand on and uh, and talk about here with the under the umbrella of the game here. But what, what I do want to talk about real quick, at Ron underscore spur with two R's, says draw on third and 11. Third and 11 is made to be one word. The only reason I'm reading this because I think this is cheating is because I want to talk about it.
2: No, I wanted to talk about these draws. so I'm very glad. Yes. Okay, good.
1: good. You might not believe this. But if you go through and pull third and 10, third and 11, third and 12, and you compare the conversion rates between pass and run, there are certain situations, and it's actually kind of even, and it's a much, much smaller sample size for runs. I get that. But they're actually pretty equal, and there are certain circumstances where running converts more than passing. It's not, It's it's right. crazy. It's going to sound crazy, but the Eagles not only converted both of those third and longs, but on the first one, they caught clairvoyant Doug...
2: Cross dog, right?
1: They they ran cross dog, so they got mm-hmm. caught up, and now you've got one-on-one with Sanders against Landon Collins in space. On the other one, I think they were coming with an overload to the right, and they ran it over to the left. Like, really good calls if you thought that's what you were getting, because you got the right call, and you got the conversion. I thought... I, I don't mind those calls. I mean, I know it sounds crazy for how much we you know, we laugh about establishing the run and second and long runs and whatnot, but those change-ups have actually worked pretty well for the Eagles over the past couple of years.
2: Oh, I'm just going to put two numbers out there with no context. Beautiful. Good analysis on this podcast. Carson <laughs> Wentz ends the game with 6.2 yards per attempt. Miles Sanders ends the game with 6.4 yards per carry. <laughs> on third and 11? <laughs> Technically, the more explosive. Yeah. No. <laughs> Number one, I think Carson checked into the first one, not positive. I think he saw a light box and checked into it. Don't quote me. Second one, it seemed like it was called in and, and and it was a little bit of like a, a, you know, quote unquote, coward's draw situation because at that stage on that third and 11, it was or it was third and 10. You're at the 25, 13, 43, and you're down by four. You have yet to kind of had like, you know, you, you have scored a touchdown to start. The, the you know you score touchdown to get the lead but there's still like a ton of time left you don't necessarily in the fourth quarter you don't necessarily want to start pushing just then i don't hate that call at all yeah. even if it was a little bit of a coward's draw when it's sanders well we see what can happen when sanders gets the ball and the thing about a draw is you got a lot of space yep. you got a lot of vertical space to go up climb there beat an angle and then boost and obviously 56 yards more than the the price of admission for sure um Yeah, I don't hate those at all, especially if Carson Wentz was checking into them, which Carson checked into runs all game long. Yeah. I I was about to tweet this, but then I figured people would yell at me, so I didn't. Best offensive plays Carson made all day, checking into runs. And like, Miles Sanders throw, yes. Greg Ward touchdown throw, yes. Carson's very self-aware in terms of if he has a box count that he likes that will get him four yards, that's what he needs to do in this offense. And that's very important. Because if he were not willing or capable of doing that, the Eagles would have so much more difficulty moving this ball down the field given the limits of their passing offense so critical for carson to be willing and able to check into runs take four yards get into second and six and then what the the second hand of that right the other side of the stick that you pick up is you have to be able to convert on third down if you're going to run into light boxes pick up four yards and roll with it i mean philadelphia on third down was out of this world Hmm. was out of this world eagles on third down 11 of 16. This is back to the freaking 2017 season. It's unsustainable, but it comes up every week. So it's sustainable, question mark. This They're really, really good at getting into third down calls that they like, getting six yards on five, getting eight yards on seven. I mean, like they do a really nice job winning those individual matchups, pre-snap and post-snap. It's good game planning as well. So yeah, I, I didn't mind the third down draws. If they hadn't worked, it's all we'd be hearing about, but they, they did. That makes yep. it easier to co-sign them. The other <laughs> thing that Peterson did that I'm I want to co-sign even though it didn't necessarily work that well is I loved 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 the fact that when they were ending the first half uh 10 1014 Washington 146 left Peterson starts taking timeouts yeah. balls of the Washington nine you don't know how they're gonna take this now he takes the first timeout they get the second and four incomplete pass and then they have holding so they can make it second and fourteen or third and four and Peterson elects to defer it.
1: I hated that, but I'm sure the numbers will tell me I'm wrong. But I That's really, really hated that. It
2: must be an analytic thing, right? Well, here's what, like, that. I think what the issue is, you assume that a second and 14 forces the Redskins into running the ball twice because they don't think they can pass. Right. And get, I, I thought it would force they them want you to be use in your timeouts. Right, exactly. That's the theory. But if you don't know that for sure, it's tricky, right? So, yeah, I don't know what exactly it was. But what I do know is that I greatly appreciate the fact that he was taking timeouts and he wanted, I, I want the ball back. I trust my offense. They haven't been, like, offense hasn't been playing well, whatever. I'm going to continue to coach super aggressive, right? That's Peterson's way. I appreciate that.
1: All right, so let's go through some of these three words. Every week in the reaction show, we ask you for three words on Twitter from at BGN underscore radio and then we read the best or worst responses or the ones, well, we don't read the ones that break, that break the rules. We never, never do that. Uh, butts for wins is a good one from, <laughs> from F15 at G Theodosis. Uh, fire Jim Schwartz. We got one in there from Alex long longtime listener at J Urizzo. Thank you for that, Alex. How do we? F- is it a yes or no
2: i mean i'm still i was i was yes after one recent game i think the giants game maybe it was the patriots game i can't remember oh it was miami game i was yes after the miami game i'm back to no i'm level headed now they shouldn't fire jim schwartz (laughs) they should get better freaking corners and then they'd be fine
1: uh one person that cheated and i'm only reading this because they cheated shane half at half and half Aguilar would have dropped it, With dropped it being hyphenated there. I mean, this is what we talked about with Greg Ward. Like, people are, are hype over Greg Ward, and look, he had a great catch at the end there. I, I I get it. But at the same time, like, as much as we're not totally buying into the Greg Ward hype train, like, this isn't a guy that you're going to be like, this right. is a starting receiver next year because they still need to rework that mm-hmm. group. At the same time, name something that Aguilar has been better at than Greg Ward this year. That's what it is comes. To. And Aguilar's played poorly too. I get that, but all the right. things that they ask Aguilar to do, Ward has been able to do at a semi competent level. We can't right. really complain with that.
2: At right now, Greg Ward is separating, catching the football, running routes on time. By the way, like ran multiple timing routes with Carson Wentz just fine. Turns out a yep. couple week of practice irons that out. Not that anybody's going to care or notice that. They're just going to yell about it when it doesn't happen and then not acknowledge it when it does. He's quick. He he secured catches. You know, he had some trouble securing catches earlier. Uh, obviously secured it through contested catch on Josh Norman to the score, which was an amazing catch. Ideally, Greg Ward is your wide receiver five Mm. and his primary ball touches are as a returner. Like that's how he's going to stick on this roster next year. Ward is not the solution at slot receiver. He's not a good enough player and that's okay. Ward has been rosterable. They've been able to keep him on the practice squad. And now that he's on the roster, he's able to to provide some sort of positive light from a wide receiver core that literally had like two catches up until halfway through the fourth quarter. Mm. Um, so no, big time for for Greg Ward. Very happy uh to see a player who's worked very hard. You saw the emotion, then he scored that touchdown. That meant the world to yeah. him. He's given the football to his mom. That's great. Like I love that. From a uh from a team building perspective, Ward is not the sort of player that makes you go like, well, we shouldn't look at fast receivers in the draft. Nah, you're gonna need to. Um mm-hmm. but Eagles needed desperately needed a wide receiver to step up. It was Greg Ward.
1: At Jess Singh 94 says abnormal blood pressure. Man, this game was a real Roller coaster from an emotional standpoint. To,
2: yeah, like, if you look at the uh, if you look at the like win probability thing, that's what looks like my heartbeat was during the game. <laughs> to the Greg Ward Nelson Aguilar point, though, I want to want to point out what I thought was a really good response. Three hundred. Uh, so this is in numbers, so I guess it's okay. Three hundred ninety-four thousand, and then a bunch of, of greater than signs. Nine thousand, nine million four hundred thousand, which is to say, the amount of money the Eagles are paying Greg Ward is much 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 better than the amount of money the Eagles are paying Nelson Aguilar. Uh, or is greater than which case mathematically that's not true but i still understand the point there was one uh, a a person who remained nameless said please acknowledge me on the pod that's against the (laughs) rules you can't say that whoever you are i will not identify you
1: absolutely at yo underscore dominique 21 says football still matters ben were you ever at a point in this season where you're so you know you're a more level-headed guy but were you ever at a point in this season the lowest of the lows probably after the miami loss even if they lose to to the giants last week were you ever at a point where you said i don't want football to matter i don't want the eagles to make the playoffs i want a better draft pick"? because i i I am never at that point
2: okay i think like on like a wednesday where like i'm swamped with work and i'm just like you know it would be nice if i did not have to watch the washington redskins offense that's my (laughs) lowest points um I definitely, like, at least 12 times during the game will say, like, and the Eagles are going to lose and I will vanish into oblivion forever. Right?
1: Can they like, just you know, stop? Can they just stop making me caring? I get it. All yeah. right.
2: I transition. I also t- I tweeted out that video of the-, the girl who's crying but dancing at the same time. <laughs> and I- with the caption of, like, when the Eagles force overtime in a division game for the second week in a row with playoff hopes on the line. She's like, <laughs> kill me now. This team is not good, but they're not bad enough to be like, well, just tank. You know what I mean? Because, like, unless you can tank for a top four pick nine and 12 aren't different 13 yeah. and and 18 aren't different to me at all and like right. to that point 18 and 22 aren't different to me in the event that you uh whatever it's called in the event that you make the playoffs you know what i mean it, it's you're getting roughly the same pick yeah first 100 yard rusher oh, yeah, says daslow at daslow 76 which indeed is the case miles sanders rushes for 100 yards uh, the right. Redskins put together a total of 100 yards on, on the team. But Sanders' first 100-yard rushing game. Big ups to the rookie who has gotten better. Uh, Teddy, at Teddy underscore Taylor 27, says, uh, ah, great team's cover. Yes, they do. That, that cover, <laughs> man. Like I said, so happy I did not have money on that game. But that's, I mean, that and the San Francisco turnover at the end of the game, which was a similar situation. The underdog was covering, uh, and then San Francisco with a, uh, a, a turnover on defense to lengthen the lead uh yeah to lengthen the lead ends up covering as the favorite those are the ones that hurt the most man uh and it was Nigel Bradham thought he was gonna get tackled there for a second too and he pulled it off
1: man I just I just checked the the Eagles wide receivers I don't think they did they have a receiving yard from the wide receivers until like this in the first half I'm not sure they did they maybe had like one Greg Ward catch but a total of 61 yards for the Eagles wide receivers combined I say combined it was literally all Greg Greg Ward. Ward Which pushes 61 yards more behind the Eagles wide receivers yardage for the year. Right.
2: We need 61 reviews fast.
1: We're trying to we're trying to catch up with the Apple podcast five star reviews. You guys are doing a great job, by the way. I haven't checked it recently, but I know we've got like 30 or 40 new ones. So we really do appreciate that. Ben, anything else before uh, before we get out of here that you wanted to touch on?
2: I'm looking right now. Now, from what I can tell, Greg Ward did not have a completed catch in the first half. Nope. He had a, a, a six yard catch.
1: So, the first wide receiver to catch a ball was in the second half. No, it was
2: was in the second quarter, third and three. Greg Ward had a six-yard catch. Congratulations, Greg Ward. Six yards.
1: Um, makes all the difference in the world.
2: No, not really. I'm very curious to see where the Eagles' pressure was. That's the most interesting thing for me looking back on this film is I want to go understand why they were not able to sack Dwayne Haskins.
1: All right, Mm -hmm. Ben. That's going to do it for the Eagles heart racing 37 to 27 win over Washington. It was never in doubt. Ben, say goodbye to the gentle listeners.
2: Hey, listen. Kick. We want to kick. I can't believe this is actually a thing. Yeah, no. They really couldn't ask him. just like, hey, do you want to kick? Defer. Kick. This is a fuel. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm still reading about it. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Kist and Solak Show here on BGN Radio. We do appreciate you swinging by. Uh, The Eagles, as Mike said, beat the Redskins. Week 16 game, Cowboys win or Cowboys lose, is going to be for the division, essentially, unless something really weird happens in Week 17, Uh, which, again, on the table, for sure. But we are looking at a a huge showdown with the NFC East on the line in Philadelphia. When is the game? The night one? Primetime? 425 yeah, four twenty-five 20, yeah. on Fox. We got Buck and Aikman. Could not
1: <laughs> the homers.
2: be more excited.
1: <laughs> big time homers.
2: Uh, so that's going to be for all the marbles. Of course, Eagles looking to get a little bit healthier before that game. Jordan Howard, Derek Barnett, Kamuku hill all big additions. Uh, we'll get you prepped for that game. But first, we want to go over the All-22 of the Redskins game. Like we said, really curious to see how this offense was so productive. Really curious to see... Why the defensive pass rush seemed to fall asleep a little bit. We'll have all of that for you in the middle of the week and then our usual preview shows. You guys know the schedule if you've been around. As Mike said, we are racing the Eagles wide receivers to see who can do more. Us total reviews, them receiving yards. This is a very sad thing that we're doing, but we are doing it. <laughs> um, so if you have not reviewed, please, 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 please review. Uh, tell your friends to review. Coerce your friends into reviewing. Blackmail your friends into reviewing. Whatever you need to do. Uh, he's been Benjamin Solak on Twitter. I'm Benjamin Solak. That's S O L A K. I've been Michael Kiss on Twitter. I'm Michael Luce, NFL. That's K-I-S-T. We will catch you in the middle of the week.
1: We all we got. We all we need. Fly Eagles Fly.